Hey y'all, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. Through the Truth Talks with Tara podcast, her Instagram community, and other resources, Tara Sun passionately teaches women of all ages how to know, love, and live God's word for themselves. She shows how to break down God's word into understandable pieces while also adding an artistic flair through her digital art. She's married to her high school sweetheart, Michael, and is a mom to their newest edition, Hunter. You'll find them living and serving the Lord in Oregon. I can't wait for y'all to hear about her new book, Surrender Your Story, and just all the wisdom she has to share with us today. Let's meet Tara. Tara Sun, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? I just think you're the best, and this is already such a joy. And <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great because you have hey. like energized my my soul this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so excited to have you on. We've already established some awesome common grounds and mutual friends. And I just think you have the coolest name ever. I didn't even tell you Thank that yet, you. but I'm like Tara Sun. Like, yes, <laughs> I would like. Well, that can I name. can I tell you a fun fact? Like, yeah, I think it's just like. It kind of became like my pen name or my writing name, uh-huh. um, but Sun is actually my middle name, and I kind of like the yes, I kind of like the anonymity of like just having my middle name, but also it just like flows like so good. Um, yeah. The funny thing about it though, I'm just gonna do a quick rabbit trail about about this. Name. Yeah, I love it um, because a lot of people ask me, they're like, "What is with this?" Um, but when I was I was adopted from Korea when I was six months old, um, and so uh, I had a Korean name. You're given a Korean name, even like before you're adopted, like they just give you a name, you know, kind of in the meantime. And so my middle name was Un Sun, E-U-N space S-U-N, Un Sun. Um, And my parents, before they even knew that Sun was a part of my name, they had another girl that was adopted from Korea that her middle name was Sun. And they're like, I love that Jenny Sun. Let's do Tara Sun. And then they literally adopted me. And on my birth certificate in Korea, it said Un Sun Park. And they're like, what? So it's like such a God thing. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's like a funny story. No, that's amazing. That common thread. And it's, I, yeah. I just, I love those kinds of things because it feels so confirming. Yes. I like, think it's so just, weird. I know, I know that maybe it's a popular name. Like a lot of like Korean names and Asian names are like very familial and they're very common, um, kind of like a Smith or something, you know, sure. you know, like in, yeah. in, in, you know, America, sure. but I still think that was like a cool God thing that he just like threw in 100%, there. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. I, yeah, I love that. And what's so funny that I'm hearing you say that in my name, Ainsley Britton, actually Britton was my middle name growing up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I had been like in acting um, and like kid modeling, you know, forever. And Ainsley Britton was my stage name, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. And then I actually ended up legally changing it whenever I was in college to be my last name. But I haven't gone by my like real last name since college. And then I got married and I don't even, I don't use his last name, which is not a slight. I'm not trying to make a statement. I'm just lazy. I've already changed my name once. It's a (laughs) hassle. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like hearing you say that. I'm like, Hey, Look, that's so fun. That's a middle name thing. I and I think it's kind of fun just to have something different, like, and just have a little bit of like privacy in a way. Like sure. it's special. It's yours. It's yeah. 
That's so Mm -hmm. fun. I love it. That is so neat. Okay. Congratulations on your book coming out. That is so exciting. And it's your first book, right? Yes. uh, Yes. On March 7th. So a few days ago as we're recording, but like officially Mm -hmm. now it's out in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I launched my first book, Surrender Your Story, subtitled Ditch the Myth of Control and Discover Freedom and Trusting God. And so it is, it's there. People can grab it. It's wild and wonderful and um, overwhelming in the best ways. And it's been a fantastic season of seeing God do his thing because this whole process has been like, God, you are the one who's opening the doors. Like I always wanted to write a book, but we're just going to take one step and you open or close it one step, open or close it. And it's really cool to see like two years later what he's done. And also on book launch day was my, my first baby. Well, my only baby's first birthday. Um, So it's just (laughs) been an amazing week. We're still really and um, it. Yeah. It's been so amazing. So awesome. I love that so much. And I know normally I I would save this to the end, but I really just want people to know where they can connect with you and find the book early on. Like, let's get that right off the bat because I know that they're going to want to check it out. So tell us where we can hang out with you online and where we can find the book before we get into the meat. Thank you. Yes. Well, okay. You can find it. I love saying this anywhere books are sold. Yes. (laughs) So our favorites, right? Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble Christian book. Um, Mm -hmm. There's always random sales. So that's fun. Um, But you can find it anywhere or you can go to surrenderyourstory.com and you can find all the information there. Um, There's also a free discussion guide, which is super fun that we're giving out. So you could do it with the book in a group, whatever. Um, And then also hang out with me on Instagram at Miss Tara Sun. And I have a podcast called Truth Talks with Tara. Um, But yeah, you can hang out with me there. The book is gorgeous, you guys. You need to go see it for yourself. It is so pretty. It's like a feminine dream. It's just beautiful. And even if you're not so feminine, like it's, you should still grab it. (laughs) 100%. Oh, I'm so excited for you. So let's get into all the things about the book, about all the work that you put into it, the lessons you learned, all that kind of stuff. One of the things that I really love that you talk about is the myth of control and Mm -hmm. how false promises of control can lead to disappointment. What does that mean? Yes, that is such a big phrase, right? Yeah, like it is. It is. Control is one of those things, though, nowadays that in Christian circles and in non Christian circles, we believe. And I'm saying this from someone who's known the Lord my whole life. We think, you know, oh, manifestation and control and all these ideas are just for people who don't know Jesus, but it's really seeped its way into our thinking. And what I mean by that is that we start living about our lives, that we are in control, meaning that everything's up to us, that we have enough power on our own to accomplish it. And if we only work hard and have positive vibes and, you know, go after good goals, that it will happen. We think that we are the authors and creators of our destiny. There was literally an Instagram reel that I saw a while ago that someone said, you are the author and creator of your destiny. And I stopped (laughs) in my track and I said, this is what people believe. This is what people believe. And there, it blew up. It had like a million views, a million likes. It was going off. I'm like, these are the voices that we're hearing in this world. Mm -hmm. And so we're taught to believe that we're in control. And even as Christians, we start to believe like, it's my life. I can do it. Like just focus on the positive. It seems attractive and flashy at first. But what I meant by false promises and the myth of control is that if we look to God's word and we look at what he says, we were never in control and we were never created to be in control. Romans eleven thirty six 36 says for from him and to him and through him are all things. It's not us that we've created all things and not, it's not us that everything is about. And so we have to come back to the reality that 
control promises something, but it's actually a myth. Personal control is a myth. We're not actually in control. We live under the power and sovereignty of a God who is. And that leaves us disappointed and frustrated if we believe we're in control, because if we start following our own rules and our own plans, they're not going to come to pass because we're not God. And then we're going to be left like disappointed and frustrated and tired. And um, so it's just this whole spiral. Um, But I think we need to break that off right at the beginning and know that control ourselves, personal control is actually a myth. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like how you're describing it really takes the pressure off. If we can really grasp the fact that we are not in control, it's a little bit daunting, right? Because you're like, yeah. what, what is what does it mean if I'm not in control? But A, it takes the pressure off of mm-hmm. everything just being on your shoulders. Like I honestly, I don't want to be the author of my destiny because I don't know enough about yes. the world, about life, about what the dang right choice is or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in charge of that. I want right. omnipotent, omnipotent and omnipresent. And like, I want a God that is, that loves me to be in control mm-hmm. of that. I don't yeah. love myself enough to be able to be the author of my destiny. I don't think personally, that's I, I just don't think I know how. Yeah. Right. No, that's so good because that's how we were wired and created. Like we yeah. were created to be dependent and maybe I'm rushing ahead, but that's something mm. no, we talk good. about Go. in, you know, in yeah. chapter, I, I believe it's in chapter two and chapter three, we talk about just depending on God, um, how the world says that, you know, like, and like I was talking about like self-sufficiency, that we're independent, that we're enough mm-hmm. on our own. And that's a message that whether you're a type A planner or not, this is like for you, because mm-hmm. I know in my life that I've started to live like, okay, everything comes pretty easy or I'm naturally really gifted in this way or this or that. We start to believe that like, I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. I don't need any help because that's a message we hear all the time that like neediness is weakness and rest is weakness. Um, When actually in Jesus's economy, he says that actually dependence is the way of life. And we were actually created within ourselves, within our DNA to need God. And I really believe that's mm-hmm. why God allowed the fall of man, because he's like, okay, if there was perfection, if there was all this or that, then humans would start to believe that they don't need anything. And so the fall was a great example of humans trying to take personal control, but then God mm-hmm. saying, I love you enough to not leave you alone. I'm going to bring myself in salvation. I'm going to bring my spirit. That way you don't have to do it on your own because you can't do it on your own. Like Ephesians 2 tells us that literally it's by grace we've been saved through faith not a gift of ourselves or works of ourselves. It's grace alone. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to be home base. Cause like you were saying, I love that you said that Ainsley, like we literally have to remember that we're not good enough on our own, but that's good news. It's not yeah. self-deprecating. <laughs> it's good news. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to, because it's so exhausting and it's so burdensome to try mm-hmm. to have it all under control. It really is. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to the thought of you know, fear of making a wrong choice. Let's say, you know, in college, I remember that being the big thing. Oh my gosh, do I apply for this job or this internship or whatever? What is the right choice? I'm so scared of messing up my life by making the wrong choice. Right. Do you, have you experienced that? What is, what are your thoughts there? 
Yes, all the time. There are like a couple big moments that I vulnerably share in the book because I have never really shared it online or anywhere. Um, oh, wow. And so in the book, I share a few instances. And one I'll give you a sneak peek on was when I was in college. So I feel like it's that age, right? That age yeah. is really big time. And um, I had this plan of my own, which I got to tell you guys, nothing wrong with plans, nothing wrong with dreams. That's amazing. Please, please have dreams and mm-hmm. please dream with God. And please like, be responsible and and live in the light of what God's given you. But what I was doing instead was holding so tightly to my plan that I wasn't willing to accept that God had something different. And I wasn't willing to pivot when God had something else for me. I wasn't willing to trust him. So in college, I had this plan of going to medical school. I was going to do something in medicine, which is a great and admirable field. It's awesome. Um, But that was what I was holding on to so tightly with this death grip. And then I literally hear the first time and only time in my life so far, the audible voice of God tell me, Tara, you're not supposed to be here in the middle of my lecture hall. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, who said that? Like, was it the guy next to me? It was the wildest thing. And I remember going home and being like, okay, that was the Lord, but it doesn't make any sense. Right. Why would God be calling me to walk away from something so good? Mm-hmm. And that was when I had to make this decision. Like, am I going to follow what God says? Even though I clearly had no idea. I'm like, Lord, what's next? Like, if I'm not supposed to be here, where do you want me to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to make a decision and I was afraid of making the wrong one because it was the perfect setup at college. You know, I had, I had the degree lined up. I had the awesome Christian girls house I was living in. There were so many good things. And I was afraid of making that decision. And I just had to remember, okay, Lord, you gotta, you're telling me to do something. And so I'm gonna take one step. And I'm not Ooh. saying that it was easy. Yeah. I'm not saying that it was easy. That was a scary step. <laughs> it was a scary step. And I think that's where we get hung up, like you said, about making decisions, is that we overthink it. We try to open up to the word and be like, okay, Lord, um, give me a passage that tells me when I should go to the grocery store today or um, <laughs> what age I should start dating. Like we are very specific people. Mm-hmm. But the thing about God is that he's specific. He's in the details too, but he doesn't always tell us those things, but he does give us principles for general life. Second Peter one tells us we're given everything we need for life and godliness. And I think we're afraid to make one step, but I think you need to know that if you're walking in the spirit, that if you're taking one step, that's not sinful, that's not dishonoring to the Lord, because we all have options. I want you to know mm-hmm. in confidence that if you're walking in the spirit, that he will redirect you if something happens. Yeah. But you just got to take a step. And that's scary. But you can know with confidence that if you're not sitting against the Lord, if you're following his word, then that's a good step for now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking about this. The scary steps are the ones that increase your faith because they're the conduit to a nearness, right? That's like, good. It, yes. it's just how you're talking about, like, we, and this is, something that you mentioned too, is like, because we're created for dependence, like you have to be near to something if you're depending on it, even thinking about physically standing up. I'm, if I'm leaning against a wall, I'm to depend on that wall to keep me up or whatever. I have to be near it. I have to be touching it. I have to be tangibly feeling this Mm -hmm. thing that I'm depending on. So even if it's scary, there's such a sweet and sturdy nearness Mm -hmm. that comes with those scary steps. And I'm just thinking, shoot, Noah in the ark, that had to be the scariest step. Like that had to be like, what the heck are you talking about? God, you know, (laughs) I think that that's okay to even ask him like, what are you doing here? I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. But as scary as it is, 
it's that nearness that is going to give you the, that confidence that you're talking about to stay in step with the Holy spirit and to stay in line yes. with what he's saying. So you can really feel the miracle right. of it all. Yeah, it's so good. Two things when you're talking, cause that was just so fire. Um, one thing <laughs> I was thinking about, like the questioning, like you said, like, yeah, I, I yelled at God a lot. I mm. have screamed at God many more times I can count. I know you can, I know friends listening, you have, and it's okay to mm-hmm. say that you have. And I saw this quote on, I think it was an Instagram account I follow. And it said, the truth is not afraid of being questioned. And I'm like, Oh, Ooh, shoot. That's good. I'm like, that's so good. And I just, I, I mean, it wasn't like a Christian post, but I thought about it in the way of, of Jesus. And I'm like, it's true. Jesus is not afraid of your questions. He's not true. afraid of your, like literally your curiosities and your wonderings and even your questioning of him because he is rock solid. He is the truth. And so nothing can stand against him, you know, mm-hmm. like he yes. will always stand above whatever you're questioning, anything in the world. So I love that. So just to know that like the truth isn't afraid of being questioned. Jesus welcomes that because he has an answer for you. And then the yeah. second thing I love that you said about just that wall analogy of standing up against a wall is that if you don't know that the wall is sturdy, if you haven't tasted and seen, for lack of a better word, if you haven't like yeah. done it and been like, okay, I actually, it holds me up. We're not going to go back to that wall to depend on, to hold Ooh, us up. Yeah. And so that's a big thing where it's like, you need to know the sturdiness, the, um, the foundation, the materials like of that wall. It's like, if it's a cardboard wall, I'm going through it. But like, if it's a wall that I know has been built in an awesome house and I know it to be true, then I can depend on it. So same thing goes for the Lord. We talk about this in mm. chapter eight of my book about God's resume. So if you don't know who God is, then how are you possibly supposed to trust him? So yep. I give practical tips on like, let's look at who God is as a person and as a, as the character of God. And then once we know him, then it's going to help us trust. And then that's going to help us surrender. So I love that you said that because it just got the wheels in my head spinning about just getting to know who you depend on. Yes, that's so good. I love that you said that. Hey, y'all, I have something just for you. If you have wondered how to find your confidence, how to connect with the Lord, how to write a book, how to start a podcast, how to stay productive, I have all of these things that I've just learned and compiled in one place based on the most frequently asked questions that I get on probably a weekly basis. So if you have wondered any of those things, check out the online courses on my website. They're called Field Guides, and they are just there for you for any support you might need in any of those areas. Check out these online courses today. You know, you said that you heard the audible voice of God, and that's amazing. You also said that you only heard it that one time, right? Mm -hmm. So knowing that, how do you keep that how do you, you know, practically speaking in your day-to-day life, how do you know that you're communicating with God? How do you hear from God? How do you know that um, that is him directing your steps or telling you, hey, go this way, go that way, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest questions because I still even wrestle with that. I'm like, is it me talking? Mm-hmm. Is it because like, I know we have a conscience, but I also know our conscience is from the Lord. And then it's like, mm-hmm. where's the line between your conscience and your spirit? Like, th- that's just like a big question that I still wrestle with, right? Um, but one of the biggest things that I know to be true, despite all my questions about that, is um, the more we're connected in the word of God, 
the more we will be able to know how to walk. And that is the main reason or the, sorry, not reason, the main way and method in which God speaks to us. Because like I said, we want the audible voice of God. We want a neon flashing sign, but that's not, that's not how he works. Okay. I wish we had Jesus sitting with us like the disciples, Mm -hmm. but for now we have God's word and we have the Holy spirit. So if you don't know how to hear from the voice of God, if you don't know how to stay connected, they got the word of God. 24 yeah. seven, the completed one, which I think is wild because people in the old Testament, they didn't have the whole one. Like they didn't have the Bible with them. They had it read to them, but it was just like in pieces at, at that point. Cause it wasn't formed. And so what a mm-hmm. gift that we have the whole word of God. And I think when it comes to just knowing and differentiating, you have a really cool system that you can count on. And that is, okay, is this from God or is this from the enemy? And we need to get to know what God's word says so that we know if something comes into our minds, if something comes into our lives, if we're faced with a choice, if there's a voice in our head, whatever that means, you know, we can be like, okay, I'm going to hold this up to the word of God and I'm going to see if it lines up or if it doesn't, if it's sinful or if it doesn't. And I'm also going to tell you, watch that check in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Watch for that anxiousness. Watch for that unrest. Watch yes. for that that pause. And another thing, this is maybe off topic, but just quickly want to mention is I think a lot of times we make decisions based off of what we believe the voice of God is, and we do it really quickly and impromptu, like just promptly, right? Um, But the really cool thing is that like, you don't have to, like some of these decisions don't need to be, most of these decisions don't need to be made quickly. And so the voice of God is one to be heeded. And it's one to be heard. And so you need just to stop for a minute. You don't need to make a decision most of the time in that moment. So stop, confirm, pray about it, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, so, yeah. I'm, I'm so quick, fast. I'm so quick to, to just like jump, right? And be like, okay, I think I heard the voice <laughs> of the Lord, but I'm not going <laughs> to confirm. And I like, I'm not going to go to the word about it or pray and and wait on the Lord. Um, so that's a good confirmation that like, I definitely need to do too. <laughs> That's so good. That is, we are such a a culture of instant gratification and yeah, you know, wanting things quickly. And that is literally what our computers and our and Instagram and everything is training us for. And that's why yep. our faith is so countercultural. Because yeah. it's, I mean, it's there's room for interruption, there's room for questions, there's room for sitting and resting. Oh my gosh, all of these things are not what you're gonna hear whenever you get online. None of it. Yes, None yes, it. countercultural. And we talk about it in the book too, like Jesus came to bring an upside down kingdom. Like mm-hmm. it did not make sense to anyone. First of all, Jesus was not who they thought he was going to be. And so yeah. they're like, this isn't the guy. Cause like he's supposed to be coming blazing to the city and like really obvious. <laughs> and so Jesus, first of all, wasn't obvious, but mm-hmm. he came to make what was unclear, clear, but he did it in a way that people didn't expect. And mm-hmm. so that's the same for today. When we live in this world is that people are going to laugh at you. They're going to be like, that's stupid. They're going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. That's too hard. I'm not going to do it. Um, but Jesus came to make what was upside down clear, but he came to do it in unconventional methods, right? He came to yeah. not abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Um, and so I'm not mm-hmm. saying Jesus was this weird, quirky guy. Maybe he was, but like, I'm not <laughs> saying that like his ways were wild and weird, but like they just weren't the expected, but that didn't mean that it wasn't good and that it didn't yeah. change the world, you know? Yeah. And I think the more that we are in our day-to-day lives, the more we can see the unhealthy, you know, methods of the world. Yeah. And how, shoot, maybe we need to flip this upside down. Maybe yeah. we need to do something that is so different. You know, I mean, I'm even thinking about what the Lord told me two days ago or three days ago, something like that, 
that was like, don't focus on content creation. And wow. I was like, excuse me, that's like, like need- <laughs> that's part of my job. <laughs> like, you know, and he was like, no, finish this book that you're working on now. Well, finish yeah. it well, focus on the podcast and focus on your, on like emails. Okay. And like pouring yeah. heart yeah. into those. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like that sounds crazy, but it's just one of those <laughs> things that he's like, and I know that's, it's probably a, it's a, probably sounds small, but to me, it's, it's a significant it's part of my day and part yeah. of my work and part of something that has a, a stirred up imposter syndrome in me before. So he's like, how about you separate yourself from that for a little while, rest in me, and then we'll go from there. And I was yeah. like, okay, Lord, whatever you say, like, that's crazy, but okay. But there well, was- isn't that like, isn't that like a, like a, a tell that we have a little bit of a death grip on our lives when yeah. the Lord calls us to something or um, just, I mean, I can think of things in my life too, that like the Lord calls me away from something for a season. Like even just for instance, um, postpartum with my son, you know, I'm a year out now. And I know yeah. you're in a very similar stage. Um, yeah. but I remember getting back into work around three or four months, having to edit this book and I took it slowly, but at first I'm like, okay, we do this and this and this. And like, yeah. I love getting to do what I do, but like, I was still healing from having a baby. I'm going to be real. And like, all totally. the things. and God was like, wow, you need to let this go. Like it's going to get done. And I'm like, no, and then I realized I had this death grip. And like, so when the Lord starts to strip things away, that's a good tell how we react. Like if we react in that way, where we say, no, mm-hmm. we bear down, we might have a problem with control, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like you're painting the best picture of how we can tell if we have some work to do in that area. Oh man. I love that you just said that because that is so, it's so real for, for my life too. Like I, I think almost every day I have a moment of grief where I Mm -hmm. grieve productivity. Yeah. Wow. Like I have to like welcome presence, but I'm also grieving productivity because I'm like, you know, even if there's three things on my list and I didn't get them done, I'm just like, oh man, Lord. And then I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, but that is something that I personally, like, I just go through, like I have to grieve that. So yeah, I don't know. I just love that you painted that picture. That was so beautiful. And there was two things that you said earlier that I kind of just want to circle back to. Mind you, I would just like to side note, we've literally got, we we have gone 20 minutes off of the first question. So I ain't even worried <laughs> yeah, about it. Sorry. I'm just like, the, no, this is amazing. Like, the this spirit's is doing it. Thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. It just cracks me up. I'm like, no, <laughs> I ain't even worried about it. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. So there was two things that you said. One of those things being like, we have the word um, and, you know, we don't have Jesus like sitting next to us, like. The disciples did. And I'm just thinking about, yes, they did. And they still doubted and they still yeah. questioned. So whenever you were talking about uh, the truth is not, not afraid of being questioned. I'm like, Jesus answered these questions sitting face to face with people. Like, wow. you, you know, we think like, oh, if I just could talk to Jesus, but, but you can, yeah, like you, you actually yeah. can. And it'd be the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, you, or an air conditioner and not yeah you know, your <laughs> yeah. legs aren't covered in dirt maybe i don't know and then the other thing you said was was to listen to the anxiety or the the um i guess uncomfortable in your spirit kind of yeah. and yeah. i actually love that you said that because anxiety uh 
is seen as such a bad thing and such mm-hmm. an issue. And yes, yeah. I do think that in some extreme cases, uh, sh- yes, it is a hundred percent. Yeah. I've a hundred percent struggled with that, but in it's like inherent form, it's really not a bad thing. It's there to warn you. It's there mm. to guide you. I really do think that it's part of your discerning spirit is, oh, that, you know, if I feel like I just don't have a peace about something, I have this, this tiny bit of anxiety. Well, that is a guide that can be a guide. Mm. So I'm almost thinking like, if you don't have a, a, you know, medical anxiety disorder and you're experiencing some anxiety around a situation, don't necessarily think that that is fully a bad thing, you know, kind of lean well, into mean, that and be like, Hey, maybe this is the yeah. Lord using that to guide me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, totally. And that that's the thing is that like, I know there are a lot of people who have found really awesome methods in which to handle their anxiety, but no sure, one yeah. in any spec, in any point of their journey in anxiety, whether it's really little or really big, like you said, clinical or medical, um, mm-hmm. we all are going to have it from the moment we can understand it until the day we die. Like there's going to yeah. be some anxiety and it's inevitable. I'm not saying to accept it, but I am saying that it's like, what do we do? How do we handle it? Right. Mm-hmm. So we're always yeah. going to have even maybe a little bit about something and that's not the sin. We just need to know, okay, how am I going to move forward with it? If we start distrusting God in our anxiety, or if we start worrying, like those are, those are sins. Like God says, those are sins. God says, those are things that we shouldn't be doing. So it's not that that is necessarily the sin. It's how we yeah. actually handle it. So even for instance, my husband and I have been looking for a car. My car was hit in an accident or someone hit uh, my car like two months ago. Thankfully we weren't in the car, but anyway, it's been this okay, whole yeah. thing. Um, sure. and we've been looking for a car. We finally found one the other day, but the whole process, like he would ask me how we're doing and, and we'd pray through it. And it was just, it took so long, but the Lord provided a great, a great option for us. But, um, I remember sitting there on one car particularly, and I'm like, I'm like, I feel really anxious. I'm like, my heart is racing. And he's like, yeah. Oh, he's like, why? I'm like, it doesn't feel right. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. And yeah. I, it probably would have been an okay option, but there was something in my spirit and we, you know, we, we reined it in. My husband helped me calm down because he does yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but then I just like, that's not right. And then the Lord had something different. So clearly he used that for some reason, you know? Yes. I love that you um, are talking about that specifically in decision-making. Cause I think that's where um, mm-hmm. a lot of times it can get so fuzzy and so confusing and um, yeah, you know, just paying attention to your body. I think there's a, there's a missing like mind body connection to that. Yeah. I think could be in, in partnership with the divine, something that really helps us relinquish that control and extend yeah. our story, just like, you know, yeah. your book is titled and totally I love that. Okay. So in closing, I just want to hear your hope for the book and for your readers. Yeah. Oh, I love this question. My hope and prayer, the more I think about it and the more people ask me this is, um, I, you know, some people will look at this book and say, oh, I don't have a problem with control. Like I'm not type A, I'm not a planner, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that we all have a problem. <laughs> we all have a yeah. problem in some way. <laughs> um, so my hope and prayer is that this book would help free us. And let mm. me tell you what I mean by that. I hope that the control that has a grasp on our lives, on your life, I hope that you see that there's actually freedom and letting go and letting God as cheesy as that sounds and know that control is only holding you in in bondage and it's only Mm. holding you as a slave. 
when God came to make your burdens lighter, when God said that I have a better way, this book is based off Luke 9, 23, one of my favorite verses of all time, where Jesus said, this is how you're supposed to be a disciple. And one of those things is to release your ideas of how your life should be and release wow. personal control and instead trust God daily. Wow. And so that's my hope and prayer is that you would find that there's freedom in letting go. And there's also purpose in letting go and there's fulfillment in letting go because mm -hmm. a lot of times we think, oh, I'm spiraling, I'm letting go and everything's out of control, but there's actually more freedom and purpose and fulfillment. When you let God step in and write the story that he's more qualified to do than you are and realize that he has better plans and you have so much purpose and you can just have this sigh of relief with the weight off of your shoulder. So in a lot of words, sorry, that is what no, my hope incredible. is for the book. <laughs> incredible. That paints an awesome picture of what is going to happen for the person that reads the book, um, that the Lord, you know, places it in their hands at yeah. the perfect time. So I'm very excited. Yeah. It's available anywhere books are sold and one um, more time, your Instagram. Yes. So at Miss Tara Sun, M-I-S-S -S, and then Tara Sun. Um, you can find my podcast there and all the things. Um, but would love to hang out. This was so fun. And uh, yes. Ainsley, you're a joy. And we could talk forever. We need to do this again or even just like pop on on the phone. You're you're yeah. a joy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm honored you would you would give your time to have me have me be on. So thank you. You are awesome. I'm so thankful you took your time the time out of your day to hang out with us. And I just know so many people are gonna be so blessed by this conversation. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day, feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget, let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.